Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the Work Your Grass Off podcast. I'm your host, your your one and only host. Excuse me. <laughs> your only important host. Is there something I need to know? <laughs> I'm your host, Erica Strong Rodriguez, and with me today... That would be me, Andrew Strong. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to share with you guys how working together has been going some of you that uh, we're friends with in a real life, IRL, know that Andrew and I started working together the beginning of this year. Really, I think, was it the end of last year kind of strong? I mean, that's when I left my current job, but with all the school and training, it didn't really start until like two months ago. No, it's been more than that. January, January, February. Yeah, it had to have been like January, February. I guess. Yeah, time flies. So it's been a little while and many people told us that it was a mistake to work together with your spouse, that that's going to make the relationship fall apart, that it's hard to work with your spouse. That's not been my experience. And and they were right. (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak for both of us, apparently. My thought process when we went into this was there is very little things in life that you do as much as work, especially when you are in sales, when you're an entrepreneur, when you have a business to run, because there's time that you're working in the business. And then there has to be time that you're working on the business for somebody like me in real estate. I have to be accessible to my clients at kind of strange hours. Now I have set some boundaries now, like I won't answer before, probably 6 or 7 a.m. and I don't answer past 9 p.m. You know, I, that everything can wait. The banks aren't open. There's no point. Let's be real. Unless you meet certain criteria, she won't answer past 7 p.m. Wow, that's not true. That's I so mean, if true. you're if you're coming to me with a complaint, it can wait in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but and I can tell how many times I've heard who the f is calling me at? Oh, it's six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay well still you, it's late who calls just expose late? me why don't you <laughs> so there there's things that at back before andrew worked with me andrew as much as he would try he would never understand like this is my main thing that i do every single day and we can't share it with that person so we were running out of things to talk about we hardly saw each other because when he's home in the evenings, that's when I'm, I was out showing houses. And when he's, you know, home on the weekends, that's when I'm showing houses. And then it's flip-flopped. So that was my thinking is that there are a few things that we do as much as we do um, work. And I wanted to share that with my spouse. I didn't think that it would be like this painstaking end of the relationship that most people made it sound like. But there was learning curves. I mean... It was a little rough in the beginning, I think. Yeah, we butted heads a little bit. As we were just adjusting and you, I mean, I just think that there are different maybe sides to a person, different aspects to a person. And a lot of us don't get to see our partners at work because we don't work with our partners and learning who your partner is while, you know, on the clock, I think that was... I mean, it was just a curveball, maybe. Um, That's fair to say. It's just everyone learns a different way and teaches a different way. And you've probably never taught your spouse how to do a job before. That's another thing. So Erica's way of teaching and my way of learning really didn't (laughs) go well together. (laughs) And it's, uh, you know, Erica's 
very good at what she does, but that doesn't mean she's really good at teaching what she no, does. No, I'm a terrible teacher. She doesn't have much patience, so... Nope. In the beginning, a lot of it is like, hey, you know, did I do something wrong? Are you mad at me? What's going on? Mm. And uh, it just created a little bit of conflict between us. Yeah, well, I guess that just brings us to the first point that we have here for lessons that we've learned along the way um, that would help us work better together as business partners and inevitably made us stronger as a couple. Because if we're bickering at work, that there's no, I'm going to talk to my coworker tomorrow, like my coworkers, they're laying in bed next to me. So we're still in a fight, you know? So one of the things that I have written down for what I've learned is learning that we all work at different paces. And that's true for anything in life, anything that we do, our home project, you know, just, just anything, how we learn in school. Like Andrew said, I'm very, um, I'm very type A. I I don't have a lot of patience. Uh, I move at a very quick pace for good or bad. It's not right or wrong. That's just how I work. Yeah. You're more of the let's go, go, go. Whereas I'm let's go, go. But let me stop here now and let me read all these directions and make sure I know exactly what's going on. So, I mean, in the end, you would get twice as much done as I will. But you will also, you know, miss a few things or make a few errors that I would have caught along the way. So I think that we really balance each other out. Yeah. Yeah. I I describe it as, and I think I heard this analogy somewhere, but if we're standing on an island and we look across the water and I see another island over there and we're all just kind of sitting around waiting for somebody to come save us, I'm going to say, no, fuck that. Let's go over there. You know, I think there's a better chance over there. Let's go. Let's just build a raft, get over there. Andrew's going to be like, well, hold on a second. Let me look which way the wind is blowing. Let me look what materials. Let me measure. Let me do. Let me think about it. Let me sleep. And I'm going to be like, no, let's just go. I, like, I don't want the details. We'll just figure it out along the way. And there's strength in both of those. Neither one of those is wrong or right. But I used to think that I was right and that Andrew was doing things wrong. <laughs> well, you, you also had to understand that not only am I learning the business, but coming from nothing but construction, I'm also literally learning how to use a computer in general, how to use social media. And <laughs> I didn't even, truthfully, I didn't know how to use email at all. Like, no, people I, would send things and it would have an <laughs> attachment in it. And I could not find the attachment because it didn't just pop up. You know, I, I had a hard time finding it. It's like a little paper clip somewhere. You had to open it up, download it as a PDF, save it somewhere else, send it for a signature somewhere else. I mean, it's, it's just a lot to learn in the beginning. It was, and I remember the moment I looked over and you were like, it says I have a new email, but I don't see it here. Ooh. And I looked over at your screen and I was like, oh no, he doesn't know how to use it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of my biggest things is learning that we all learn and work at different paces Neither one of them is wrong or right, but it definitely complements each. We complement each other in that sense because we get the bo- the best of both worlds. Yeah, and for me too. Like part of the reason I got frustrated with that is because I've never tried my best at something. Just to be honest, I've never tried my best at something and not been pretty good at it. So in my head, I'm, I'm learning at a good pace. I'm figuring things out and getting comfortable, and all the while, it just didn't feel like it from the feedback received Mm -hmm. from you. So I knew I would do good and do great and I would learn all this stuff, but it's just not at the same pace as you. No. And I think since I've incorporated that mind frame, it's helped me appreciate your work. And it actually also helped me with my next one. My next key point here is 
learning to step back and not needing to do everything myself, letting somebody else take care of things. Uh, even though Andrew might do things differently than I would, doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean that I would do it better uh, or worse. It just, it, it's just different. And understanding that he does things differently uh, opened up uh, my mind to l- letting him take charge of things, which ultimately is, I think what kind of you were saying is like helps you thrive when I, when I finally just accept that you work at a different pace, do things differently, and I trust you to do things the way that you're handling them. Yeah, that was the start of me feeling comfortable with what I was doing, um, not feeling anxious about things, and, and probably helped me be more confident too, just seeing that I could do it without having to be told how to do it. And like you said, just you taking a step back and me realizing that I'm in the, I'm in the driver's seat here and doing things my way. Yeah, I mean, I know you probably wouldn't guess it, but I'm kind of a micromanager. <laughs> well, I, I'm very type A. I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist. I'm not. I, I'm far from one, actually, especially with the example I just gave. I don't care for the details. I just want to get it done. But I want it done right. But I've worked alone for so long that it was hard to let go of things and put them into someone else's hands. That was hard for me to do. But I remember the feeling of accomplishment and like doing things alone. And I want Andrew to get there and do things. And it's honestly been so nice because there are things that I don't even think about now. Andrew just takes care of. And and that's what I wanted. Yeah, we have a pretty good balance. Should I move on to my third one? Yeah. Okay. My third one. And I think this is something that Andrew and I went to counseling. We're actually, we go to counseling to learn how to... Well, the, why we went there initially was to learn how to communicate a little bit better. Well, we didn't really know why we were going there initially. We just knew that it would be beneficial, especially if we were going to be working together full time. Well, and I think, and I talk to a lot of people, and, and because I am who I am, I ask a lot of questions that probably maybe, I don't know if they, they are appropriate or not, but I would ask, you know, like, do you feel like there's a funk? Do you feel like after a certain amount of time, things change? You know, just curious. And it seems like most people hit kind of a funk at around five years and then they hit another one at 10 years. Now, for a long time, Andrew and I said that we'd been together for five years. I still say five years. I mean, it feels like five years, but we learned that it has not been five years. It's been more than five years, right? So we were kind of at that part where, we were hitting a funk. Like we just, we couldn't agree on things. We kind of forgot how to communicate with each other. And so, yeah, going into working together, we thought, okay, let's kind of improve our communication skills with each other, how we communicate with each other. So what I've learned in that is that we don't need to change people. And this is true for everyone, for anything. People are who they are, and it is, it's not our responsibility to think, you're really, you're really great, and I love you, and I think you're hot and everything, but here's a couple of things I don't like about you, so I'm going to fix you to, to fit my narrative. That's not how it works. People are who they are. You know, people have good, and they have their bad, and just because they do things differently doesn't mean that it is wrong. It is just who they are, and this is mostly... 
again, to the way we work, we work very differently, Andrew and I. I used to think that I was right. I thought that I was right in the way that I did things and that he needed to meet me where I was at my level, at my speed. Very few people work at that pace. I, I mean, it's few and far between, but... Um, well, my, that might make you ask, well, what am I supposed to do about these shitty things they do that I don't like if I'm not supposed to change who they are? But um, apparently the correct way to handle that is communication saying hey uh i just you know when you do that it makes me feel this way hey when you do that you know it hurts my feelings or i just feel like you know you don't want to spend as much time with me when you're doing that or this or that and then your partner will either receive that and learn and grow from it and you know change themselves without you changing them they'll make their own conscious decision or you'll just realize that you're not compatible Mm -hmm. and you'll go your separate ways that's a good point but i was mostly talking about again like you're the way you work at, you're more detail oriented than mm-hmm. I, that I am. And it like, Andrew will say, slow down woman. I'm like, I don't want to just, you do it. And let me know the, you know, let me know what I need to know later. Like what's pertinent to me. I don't need to change. There's nothing wrong. Like he's not hurting my feelings. It's, it's nothing that's directly impacting us. It's just, it's just my example of like, I don't need to fix that of Andrew. I don't need to change that of Andrew. If Andrew doesn't like to do this one thing and I like to do this thing, it's not wrong. Either I like Andrew how he is, even if we don't see eye to eye on this thing, if we don't share interest, this one interest, or it's just not going to work and then we're not together. But yeah, you're right saying, hey, when you do this thing, if it's if it's directly impacting your romantic relationship, hey, I don't like when you do this thing, or what is it that we learned? I... I feel yes I feel like not you made me feel it's I feel that like you suck see that's doing it backwards <laughs> and I'm telling that's what we've learned is to that's and and I think you learned that too because you also slow down do this read this and I don't want to that's not who I am as a person like I have different strengths than you and I feel like you're more accepting of that n- now yeah, and we're, you know, we're creatures of emotion, so you got to learn and understand that you guys can argue and bicker a little bit without having to be seriously offended, really getting your feelings hurt, just stop and hear, hear what each other is saying. You know, you probably got a good point, both of you, uh, but naturally you want to be like, fuck off, you know, I don't care. You know, you don't want to hear, stop and listen to their side of things because you automatically feel like you're right, so really everything you say is structured around how you're correct. Mm. And just stop and listen to what they're saying. It's something Eric and I both have had to learn to do. I mean, we weren't like that in the beginning. Like I said, I think we all get into these like, I think we get comfortable. We get complacent with each other. And so we stop trying to be our best version of ourselves. At least that's what I felt like was happening with us. And so that brings me, brings us to my next point, which is to look at the relationship and the person in the same light as we used to in the beginning of the relationship. See, people change over time. Like the person that I was when Andrew and I got together, she's gone. She gone. I don't recognize either one of us. Not the same girl. Yeah. Rip. Because it... Rip. <laughs> isn't that what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it, we've changed. And especially if you have been with your partner through your 20s, so much growth and change happens in your 20s. So much stuff happens. You learn so many different lessons during your 20s. Inevitably, no matter what age you're at, 
hopefully if you're doing things right, you are changing, you are evolving for the better. But that person is no longer there. So if we learn to look at that person that we're with as still exciting, still new, still so much for me to learn about that person, I think that helps that helps uh, probably yourself, myself, and inevitably that reflects into the relationship. Yeah, you know, something I've done that I have never even really told you this, but just like what people do with positive affirmations, I have done over the last year um, with our relationship, just whenever I hear you laugh, you know, I just say to myself like, oh, I love her laugh so much. I'm so happy she's <laughs> laughing. Or, um, you know, sometimes you don't want to be all over each other, but maybe if I'm having that mood and Erica's, you know, cuddling all over me, putting her arms never, around me. I never cuddle. Okay. <laughs> I just tell myself, I'm so, I'm so grateful she loves me this much and just reminding myself constantly why I'm so happy to be with this person. Can I tell you that OJ says I laugh like a Windex bottle? <laughs> Is that what your brother has to say about you? <laughs> One of the laughs that I do. I didn't know that you did that. Yeah, I love your laughs. All of them? Yes, your, your little <laughs> giggles especially. The cackles. <laughs> so so just exploring more about that person, getting to learn each other more. Something that we talked about the other day was shared experiences, which for me is very important. And I found that it's very important to the health of our relationship. Because if we don't have new shared experiences, what what are we talking about? What are we doing? We get stagnant out here. Yeah, we don't want to get stagnant. I, I That's the word. That's the word. I think a yeah. lot of us get stagnant. And then we just kind of accept it, it seems like. Like, hey, why are you looking the same way today you did five years ago? I Do don't like it. <laughs> what? Stagnant. <laughs> no, not like that. Oh, okay. So Got the wrong read. My bad. <laughs> so that's, I think... Do you want to add anything else to that? Or no, was that... enough about this sappy stuff. Let's talk about no, being those productive. Were the, no, those were the good lessons that we've learned. <laughs> Let's that, talk productivity. That now. helped us be productive. That helped, Once we got the You're foundation, right. once we had the foundation, then we could put the, the beams up. Some little real estate reference there. The beams? The beams. Beams. Okay. The studs. Beams. The studs. I thought maybe you were making like a Mexican reference or something. No. <laughs> First, the foundation, then the studs. Then the beans. Then the beans. <laughs> <All right. laughs> then the beans. So what we have found to work for us, especially because we see each other all the freaking time now, is to set an outline beforehand, not like out here being reactive, like you wake up, first thing you do is grab your freaking phone, see who emailed you, see who texted you. First, As soon as you wake up, working. What is that? That's not, that may work for some people, I guess. That doesn't work for me. For me, being reactive causes a lot of anxiety, which has proven to cause conflict in my relationship with my coworker here. And one of the biggest things that I've learned since we started being more intentional and more observant about our relationship is that there's a lot of internal work that needs to be done. Your relationship can only be so good without doing the internal work. Some people call it the shadow, shadow work. Yeah, you, you got to fix yourself before you can even think about trying to help someone or fix someone else. Yeah, 100%. I mean, one of the things that I had to do was accept that sometimes I can have a little bit of anxiety. And the image of anxiety that I had in my mind was different. Like I didn't recognize anxiety in me because I couldn't believe that that's something that would happen to me for one. Because I didn't act the way that I believed anxiety 
people with anxiety would behave. But it looks differently in everybody. And so for me, anxiety um, it is different. And I had to accept that, A, I have it. Some, that's, we can all have it. We can all deal with anxiety. And two, recognize what it looks like. But most importantly, I can recognize, I can kind of go back and see what caused my anxiety so I can avoid it. And setting an outline for the week and then an outline for the day really, really helps me feel like I have control of my schedule. I have control of everything. I've got my shit together and there's no room for wasting time. There's no, like if, if I'm wasting time, it's scheduled in there. You know what I mean? Like I plan to do nothing these three hours of the day. Then I don't feel like I'm just sitting around doing nothing. And then that's what causes me anxiety. Yeah. I've, I learned very quickly that if I don't make a list in the morning of everything I need to do that day and then check it off as I go, I'll feel that same way. I'll feel pretty anxious. I love a good list. Yeah. And then you just feel like you're taking care of tasks as you think of them and as they come your way, which to your point makes you reactive instead of um, proactive. And if I don't put any event, any other thing that actually requires me to leave the house in the calendar, it's too easy to forget. It's too easy to be running late, remember it last minute, take off, not prepared, not write things down, um, you know, not learn about the neighboring area. Say if I'm going to go show a house and I don't have it in my calendar and I forget until last minute, I don't have time to research and answer questions they might ask about, you know, um, things around that area what schools are in that <laughs> district, things like that. It's just stuff you can easily forget. So See what's different about Andrew and I? We even do that differently, like pre- <laughs> prepping for a showing. I do things much differently. Yeah, she'll just take off and go. I don't <laughs> care. What school district is in? Oh, hold on, let me check. I'll hey, pull it up real quick. Hey, that's not true because I've got a few years <laughs> under my belt, so I know what school district is in. Me? I don't want you to ask me a question. I don't know how to answer. See, I'm more okay. I am 100% okay. I tell this to everybody. I am so okay saying I don't know. I don't know. I don't know something new. It's new to me. Let me find out. That's don't my know, answer. Don't care. <laughs> my answer is can't tell you that right now, but let me find out for you. And then you do find out and you follow up with them. That's that's something that's a strength of mine, I think. But back to the checklist. Checklist checklist are great. They do wonders for me. And I have a couple ways to do them. I have a notebook that I carry around. It just, I go back and forth on what I use, but I have this notebook and then I write down everything da, 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 one, two, three, I prioritize what's important for that day. And then I put like the secondary things at the bottom and then I highlight them. I pick a color for the day. I highlight them. I like that because I like the, I like the habit of putting pen to paper. I like highlighting things off, but what's actually probably more efficient is the app to doist. And now since the new Apple update, you can have a little widget on your home screen and it'll show you your top three or whatever you've decided to put in there, whatever you want it to show you. But I put in my top three for the day because I might not always have that notebook with me and I'm not going to bust out my notebook and my highlighter sometimes, you know. So I always have my hand, my phone in my hand always. And I can very easily click the the little dot the little bullet point and it checks it off my list I can always go back and look at when I did something on that app so those are my two what my two tools my two two tools to outline your day yeah I don't know why I'm this way but it's taken me up until like two weeks ago to be cool with doing that on the phone and computer versus film like I needed to actually write it down and check it off I'm the same way. I mean, I like a good notebook. That's that's what I was getting at. So I if 
if I had it my way, I would always do it in a notebook, but it's just not efficient. Like you don't want to bust out a notebook all the time or you might not always bring it in. You, you might not have it. And instead of using the notes section, which I was doing a lot, I have to do this because it's a widget and I can actually check it off. I like the action of checking it off. I think you have to pay for it for the year, but it's probably like 10 bucks for the year. So it's like nothing. Um, then there's the calendar, which we use Google calendar. Yeah. That's super nice. I color coordinate my calendar. Do you? No. So for me, all of health, like yoga, whatever I'm doing, lunch even, because it's important to your health, um, is in yellow. That's like my personal taking care of myself things. Um, Showings are a certain color. Buyer consultations are a certain color. Listing appointments are a certain color. That way, if I'm just glancing at my calendar, um, I've got these these colors memorized so i i kind of i know what it is even if i don't remember who it's with or what who i'm showing a house to i know that i've got a showing at four o'clock or whatever and we share our calendars <laughs> i think the reason i don't do the colors is because since yours is added to mine and you have so many um, reoccurring tasks in your calendar that if i did colors on mine first of all it just seems like it'd be too much colors and secondly I think that it's just easier for me to find my tasks out of yours because they are all the same color. Well, you can you can take my calendar off of yours. I know. Another thing we found to be um, productive is changing up our work scenery. I love it. Yeah, so we work out of the house. Nice. Working out of the house is super convenient for us because we wake up, we have our laptops, our desktop, all of our tools and stuff here. Our but, pets, our sun. Especially yeah. during summer. Yeah, but that's also it. Also makes it super easy to um, stagnant. You know, start goofing off a little bit. Andrew, <laughs> what? <laughs> start watching some TikToks, Erica. <laughs> Send them on my husband a text message, Erica. <laughs> Thirty TikToks later. Hey, did you watch all those? <laughs> no. <laughs> so changing up the scenery for me is I it just does something for me. Like right now, since it's summertime. If you can change up your scenery, if you have that flexibility, do it. We take our son sometimes to the coffee shop. He takes like a book or his iPad or something. Like he has a task in mind that he's going to do. He's not just going to be there playing Brawl Stars. Uh, And then we take our laptops and we sit down and get some work done. We'll go, like when I go there, I'm not just there like, oh, here, let's see what I can find to do. No, I have something that I know is easy for me to do at a coffee shop. I don't need to bring anything extra. I won't need my my desktop. I won't need any notes or any papers. I don't need to reference anything else. Everything that I need is on my laptop and it's easy for me to take care of at at a coffee shop. And for some reason, it just feels fun. Like it's just, I don't know, it does something for me. Yeah, and don't think that, you know, you got to be all work, all business. You've got everything. Your whole day is, I'm scheduling this, scheduling that. You also need to realize this for yourself and for each other that you both have your personal interests and your time away from each other where you do your own things, um, things that interest you, your hobbies, whatever those may be. So number three now? Yes. <laughs> so number three now. Personal interest, time away, having our own things you know, away from each other is important because, uh, well, you still got to be an individual. I think that's super important to still, still be you for, for Andrew, that's uh, martial arts and his practices are in the calendar. So just today, somebody asked me if I wanted to do something tomorrow around six and I had to stop and think, and I had to check in the calendar to make sure Andrew didn't have uh, practice at that time because it one of us needs to always be available for showings so 
if he had practice, I would have said no to this thing that wasn't mandatory for me to be there. I wasn't, I mean, I didn't have to be there. It was optional, but um, I, I would have said no to it if he had his practice because I wasn't going to ask him to sacrifice that practice if I didn't need to. I think if you're not doing something you love that makes you happy, it's real easy to almost really feel depressed. Um, I don't know. You kind of yeah, just lose your mental health. You kind of just lose your identity. You're just not doing anything fulfilling. Um, that really, I guess, makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, it can look differently for other people. For you, it's martial arts. For me, it's yoga, or uh, getting my nails done and hanging out with some friends. Or sometimes for me, it's being alone. Like I need to everybody leave me alone for. I I, I love some good alone time. I love alone time. I don't know how some people say they don't like alone time. I love being alone. I really do. Yeah, and when I'm and not only you know making the time to do what you love like for me being right now it's jujitsu mainly um if you do it regularly and consistently consistently and you can watch yourself grow and get better at whatever it is whether it could be fishing um you know make sure you learn more about it yeah you know try out different lures whatever it is just watch yourself grow in that hobby or that sport and i mean it just makes a happier healthier you is that the type of worm that you're using the lure yeah it's just whatever's on the end of the line isn't that called bait the bait is what it's on the hook what <laughs> yes <laughs> well f- finding something i guess that you're just passionate about that you're excited about that is not that is not work related i think that's important that I is agree. not work related amen sister <laughs> don't say that <laughs> and then it gives you an opportunity to learn more about your partner like when they go out and have their own friendships and they have their own interests and their own hobbies, well, Andrew will come back and tell me all about his practice. Like, you know, who we do like, don't like at that gym, uh, what we're learning. Like, I feel like I'm there because he tells me, you know, I ask him all these questions, like how it went uh, rolling with that one guy <laughs> that he rolled with last time, you know, different yeah. things like that. And it just kind of helps you, again, look at that person like in the same light as you did in the beginning of your relationship which i think is important i agree i love um when you go to yoga regularly and consistently and you start looking at your biceps or whatever and i see you you know so happy with yourself and your own progress that brings me happiness as well or when i come and show you my uh half half ass pose (laughs) you know when i'm learning a new one and And you're falling in the house (laughs) that brings me happiness as well (laughs) <laughs> See, it's it's kind of those things like how we talked about the milk. Like I leave stuff out all the time and I leave cabinets open. It's a, it's a fault of mine. And Andrew will be like, put this stuff away. And guys, I try, but I'm always in such a hurry to get, I don't know where, but I forget. I forget things. I think I have AD, ADD. That is a good example of your go, go, go. Because you knew you wanted to eat. You made some shit. And then you left everything out along the way. Didn't care about it. Took off to the next Look, house. a lot of times I'm just like stuffing something down my mouth and, and then running out the door. So Me, if I put a piece of cheese on my sandwich, I then put that package of cheese away because I'm done with it. If I got my bread out, two pieces, put the bread up. I, See, Andrew also freaks out about the way how long things are outside of the fridge. Like, I think they're fine. You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was getting at is that we can learn to appreciate those quirks 
about each other. Like, oh, she left the milk out again. That's just what she does. Oh, so I'll put cute. it away for her and not <laughs> say anything to her about it. That kind of thing. Even if she would say something if I left it out. That's okay. This is getting too personal. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope that this gave you maybe some inspiration, a little bit of insight, uh, tips or, you know, yeah, some tips for working better with your spouse if if you have the privilege of doing that or just, I, I think it just in your marriage, I think it's important to incorporate these things. Yeah. And we're not perfect like I, I i would never sit here and say they were the perfect couple we're not but we've learned this in the last i guess year now and it's really helped us yeah we're not perfect by any means we both just kind of have asked ourselves you know through our own experiences and through counseling whether or not we love each other answer being yes eh. so <laughs> so we're willing to learn and grow and you know make changes of ourselves that we find necessary to benefit our relationship well and no no person is like aha i did it i'm finished like i'm a finished product and so the same is true for for a marriage a marriage is an entity like you know together you make one one entity and and that marriage is there's no finished product i mean you go through different phases different chapters in your life together it's just the willingness to the commitment to keep working on it. And, and sometimes it's not like sometimes you're not committed to it. Sometimes you're like, fuck it, fuck him. I'm done. And that's yeah. fine too. Like if you're at that point, that's fine too. But this is more for people that are, that love their partner that are working together, maybe even on a house project and that want to strengthen their relationship. And I think they're in the grand scheme of things, very small ways, but they have big impact. For sure. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you let us know in the comments. If you want to hear more solo episodes with Andrew and I, make sure you let us know in the comments of one of our Instagram posts. If there's a certain topic that you would like to hear us talk about, also let us know in the comments or reach out to us via DMs, right? Yeah. DMs. And we'll make sure, I mean, we'll, we'll put something together for you guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, that's the biggest feedback I've heard so far is people said they wanted to hear more yeah, of us. Yeah, me too. More of us, which I found, I found kind of funny because I think the guests are the most exciting part of the show. They said, hey, cool doctor. Now tell me about yourself. <laughs> now what about you? Yeah. <laughs> Random white guy from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you say it like that. Yeah. <laughs>